<laughs> That's literally how my stream started. Keep the stream up. No, I... Keep up the stream for Chris Berman's <laughs> fastest three minutes in football. Oh, yeah, he's on. Dude, his hair's rough. What the fuck? He should have just kept it gray. What'd he do? <laughs> Bro, he looks like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Doesn't the color look like Donkey Kong? Well, welcome, everyone, to episode four of season two. <laughs> Bro. Currently, Chris and I are watching Monday Night Football. It's halftime, and we're watching uh, Chris Bourbon's uh, fastest three minutes of football. Dude. What? This song oh, is it's the, the goat, goat song in the NFL. And <laughs> Bro, this Steelers Bengals game trash. I was begging for that to get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> Dude, that game was insane. What do you think about Edwards Alaire like not being garbage? That's like a fluke, right? Dude, it's so frustrating because the guy who won our league the last two years drafted him. I know, man. It's so fucking stupid. Especially when I drafted him last year and had to get burned by him for the first three weeks before I believed he was cooked. Dude, the fact that the Lions came back and almost to win that game is nuts. I know, man. I, like I said, all I wanted was for the Lions to show improvement, and I think they did. But like I also said, remember I said... If anybody can play down in their competition, it's the fucking Eagles. You did. I don't care if you <laughs> have one ass dicey. cheek or three fingers. Well, I'm going to go out and kick your ass. And, and he believes it. <laughs> Dan Campbell, the goat. Oh, here it is. Let him go. And Trey, there it is. Yeah, the Jalen Waddle one. Nuts. Bro. No, it was such it was blown deep. I don't know what's Patriots defense might be done. Dude, they no, they they might just not the balls on that man, by the way. Oh dude, it, the the coach it's not, it's not Dable, it's the balls. Dude, it's pretty... <laughs> um I know you I know you don't like Baker at all, but like Panther, the Panther, Panthers gave the Browns a run for the money at the end and they got that got real sweaty real quick. Bro. I think in like the first half, like the first quarter, Baker was like five for like thirteen with eleven passing oh, yards. Dude, I don't so want to hear it. He's trash. The pick he threw, it, deplorable. I mean, like the worst pick I might have ever seen. Like it, it's up there. He's not good at football. <laughs> Man is just carried by his team. He's not good. All right, we we can mute after the fastest three minutes. All right, did you actually start us recording or? Oh yeah, I mean like I can like I don't have to put this to be part of the podcast, but that we were live the entire time, just right there. Now nah, let's make it part of the co podcast. You know, let's if we're gonna record Mondays during you know Monday Night Football, we're, we're just gonna have to deal with stuff like this. I think, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we got Marone also actually tuning in and watching the podcast live, which is kind of nuts. What's up, bro? Oh, let's go. Um, Marone, how you doing, man? <laughs> Dude, uh, it was uh, <sighs> so we're here, episode four, season two. We're gonna have our nice little recap of week one, 
and it was definitely exciting weekend i it got better thursday night was definitely a blowout and then it came to the one o'clock games honestly just became chaos absolute madness and it was just so great to watch the fact that the texans were blowing out the um the Colts and they came back to and that ended up being a tie. The Steelers Bengals game was absolutely nuts. The um, Panthers coming back to almost win it. It was just a, the one o'clock games were nuts. And honestly, I, I had more fun watching those than what I thought the game of the week was going to be, which was the Chargers Raiders. That game was not that exciting compared to the one o'clock games. Yeah, I mean, I was already tilted off the face of the planet when it came down to the four o'clock games, just because of <laughs> number one, you had the Colts tying. So all my bets were a push anyway, because I had the Colts on everything. Even my teaser, I only teased them the minus one. If I teased them to the plus one, I was live and I would have been fine. But yeah, the Colts really messed up my day. And then, I mean, the Bengals messed up my day too. That, I was also exhausted after the one o'clock slate nice. just by the amount of just kicker dependency that went wrong. I mean, I was, I was sitting there in the living room with uh, my friend that's a Steelers fan and everything like that. And we're just watching the game and right down the wire. It was like, I was begging for it to get off the TV to be completely honest. It was <laughs> way too dramatic for two teams who played horribly. And then I was just like, all right, Let's go four o'clock slate. And I, I was just the, the Titans were blowing out the Giants. Um, like I said, I thought the Cardinals were going to make it interesting. They were getting blown out too. Destroyed. So then it was really just the Chargers and the Raiders. And for some reason, I don't know, just like, I guess I was just tilting because Mike Williams just wasn't getting anything thrown his four way. Four total targets. So four I was just targets. tilting. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Tilting my face off. That was the most frustrating thing ever, especially even for me for fantasy, because I have Mike Williams in our league and to get targeted four times with Keenan Allen going out in the first quarter. And speaking mm -hmm. of that, a lot of injuries um, that we have going on like this week and everything of people like going out. Godwin re uh, hurt his ankle again. You have Keenan Allen just uh, with his hamstring now that's getting an MRI. You have... Um, Najee Harris. Thank you. Just if you want to look at, if you're trying to think of the injuries, right, just go to our matchup in the Yahoo app, right, and read off my team. You'll see the injuries right there. It's, it's all good. I mean, what did I put up <laughs> 50 points on you this week? I mean, for a week one matchup, you could have had it easier. You know, Cam Akers did nothing. Najee got hurt. I had Chris Godwin go out and get hurt. It was just, and I can't even. I'm going to be in the waivers. That's all I know. But. Oh, I got to be too. Cause my starting quarterback is Dak and he's going to be out six to eight weeks. He had to get um surgery on his thumb. And that's like roughly like close to the same injury Russ had last year. And he was not that great when he came back. So like Dak is like, I'm a little scared to even think about keeping him. You know what I mean? I feel like you got to, but like it's nerve wracking, man. I mean, if you're scared about that, think about how I'm scared about being the CD Lamb owner, which, you know, you got to deal with my 4.9 CD Lamb points yesterday. You know, you, you didn't even, how did it feel going to bed last night knowing, you know, all your bets might have failed, but you had the most cakewalk of a victory in week one of fantasy football. How did that feel at least? I mean, that felt nice, even though my team did like struggle. Stefan Diggs carried me to victory. 
literally it was uh the only two players that really did well on my team was I got Stephon Diggs, like I just said, and Kareem Hunt. Like that is the only reason why I would have done better if I started Robbie Anderson on my team. And like, why would I ever think to do that? I drafted him because this was a deeper league, but it was it was great to think about them. Like, okay, wait, I thought it was going to be a cakewalk to begin with going up against you week one. To, anyway, I was confident week one when it came to fantasy and for my Dolphins, and they t- pulled out a dub. But besides that, besides our league, I'm in four leagues. I'm going to probably go, I'm going two and two week one. And the two losses I had were bad. And I mean bad. And you want to know why? Because I went up against, I think, the fantasy player of the week. Justin Jefferson. And I don't, th- I don't think that's a fake. I think that's a fact. Yeah, no, the Justin Jefferson. And honestly, if you really want to throw it up to anybody, just throw it up to that Packers defense. Because I don't know what in the hell they were doing, man. Justin Jefferson was just running in the middle of the field wide open. I mean, it, if you're the Packers, right? If you're defending against the Vikings, I'm just, just think about game theory. You're going to put two people on Justin Jefferson and let someone else beat you. You know, that would be what your plan should be. But the Packers doubled down and said, all right, let's put no one on him and just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Cause and then he did. So either way, Justin Jefferson was great. You had Stefan Diggs, which was great. And it was really the big three at wide receiver, actually the big four at wide receiver. If you think about it, you know, you had Justin Jefferson, you had Stefan Diggs, Cooper cup was great. Mm-hmm. And then Jamar chase was great. Mm-hmm. So maybe all of us who go RB heavy in the beginning are idiots. I don't know. Maybe. It really shows that like what you're going with your point too, because week one, all starting, like all starting running backs that you drafted early, the first like five picks, all did not do well. Christian McCaffrey didn't do uh didn't really do much. You have Derrick Henry didn't really do much. Austin Eckler didn't do much, and Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. That's and the top even if you get even a little deeper with like Najee Harris, right? Yep. He didn't do much. I mean, Aaron Jones, God forbid you drafted him early. He didn't do nothing. And then, you know, it's it's not even like like these guys are giving you decent weeks either because 10 points out of these guys that you get with your number one pick is not going to cut it. Like you likely lost your week drafting any of these guys. And if you drafted, you know, from that six, seven, eight spot in the draft, you probably likely won your week. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the biggest L's I had to do week one was in one of my leagues, the 10 team league. So it's a little bit lower, uh, you know, obviously a little bit um, stacked teams. I went up against Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown. Yeah, and AJ Brown too. I mean, that was a crazy one. He just—I mean, I guess it was maybe game script, right? You would think if you're that heavily favorited, you maybe don't need to air. But you know, he—he he saw his fair share of targets. He made do with what he got, and I, I'm very surprised seeing that. You know, out of Jalen Hurts being able to actually make AJ Brown fantasy relevant. I was on the opposite side where I was avoiding him at all costs. Cause I did not believe in Jalen hurts. Imagine if Jalen hurts could throw touchdowns. AJ Brown would have been close to Justin Jefferson numbers. I just want to sit here and say, while we're talking about the Eagles too, by the way, 
I couldn't, like, we all complain about Patriots running backs. Like, we hate that backfield, right? We, you know, we'll complain about, like, the 49ers, right? Because they'll just have, like, a back, and then the next back will go for, like, two touchdowns and 100 yards, and it's like, you think you got the guy, and then... But no, the Eagles legitimately hate your fantasy team. I mean, you got three running backs scoring touchdowns. You know, Sanders gets the first one. Kenny Gainwell gets the second. Boston Scott gets the third. And then you still got Jalen Hurts, who's pretty much a running back, running in touchdowns too. You got four runners there. I mean, you already got the mobile quarterback. Just stick to two running backs, at least. You throw three in there and make them all get in the end zone. They do not care about your fantasy team whatsoever. It's real. It's real tough because I think Jalen Hurts, the way like the Eagles run want to run their offense, it's Jalen Hurts looks up first read, not there. I'm running. So literally, the only I think when it comes to receivers, like literally, if you have anyone besides AJ Brown, like uh, Smith, I think it's going to be irrelevant now it could, just because of that. So it's either Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown, I think, are going to be the only consistent people on there because A.J. Brown's always going to be his first read. Yeah, Jalen Hurts had a phenomenal week. I mean, as a one-off, we all knew he was going to be great. I sadly was never in like a position to really get him. He was going off the board, I thought, a bit too early, like before Russ. But, you know, I mean, we're watching the Monday Night Football game right now. I would take Jalen Hurts over Russ. I mean, he's not doing bad. I think he's going to have a good performance by the end of this thing. But, I mean, maybe it's because the Seattle Seahawks know him so well. And they're, but this team is not looking as good as I would have thought. But I'm still riding. Oh, absolutely. I'm still riding. Let's ride. That's right. You got to understand. As a Jets fan, I have nothing to root for team-wise, right? So on a Sunday afternoon, right, <laughs> all my bets lost, the Jets obviously lost, my fantasy teams are losing. You know, I waking up Monday is difficult. But <laughs> so in that, I am now going to find solace in Broncos country because I'm going to be riding – you know, I picked them for the Super Bowl. I picked them to win their division. I picked them to win the AFC. So at this point, I put some money on all of that because I want to ride. You know, I mean, that we were going to talk about our futures last week. We never got to it. But all my futures were Broncos country. Let's ride. That's all I got. <laughs> Honestly, when I'm it, riding. When it came, I'm riding. When it came to like bets and everything like that, the uh, what we said in our last episode of the podcast the only type of advice that was good is it is senior huevos locks of the week. He was, he I mean, not, was not so fair. Okay. My that's true. Your props, props this, your props. Went well, I'm probably struggled. All right. All hit. And crazy enough. Like I said, I have to, when I go and I put in these props now on Saturday morning, I'm taking him right then and there. Vegas is on to us. I was saying it. And here's the fair warning right here. <laughs> I got, I seen it. I have the screenshot of it. I had Jacoby Beef Brisket over eight and a half rush yards at a plus VIG. And I said, slam that. He's going to beat that. They moved it up to 10 and a half on Sunday morning. And I said, it's only two yards. I'm going to take the 10 and a half. And I parlayed it together with Elijah Moore over receptions, which hit. I had it parlayed with the under on Mitch Trubisky passing yards, which hit. But Jacoby B. Brisket only rushed for 10 yards. Are you kidding me? When they go and they re-release that line at 10 and a half, you tell me the fix ain't in. 
the fix is in, man. <laughs> Take the bet. As soon as you hear it, if you like it, slam it. Don't wait. It's really the half the yard that just adds so much pain. That's literally all it is. I remember last year I had a parlay that literally I had five legs and the last thing I needed was Michael Pittman Jr. to have 50 plus yards and I watched him at the end of the game. He needed 20 yards to get it. He caught a screen and got tackled. A 19-yard game. Game over. It's painful. Yeah, it's, the, the fix is in. The fix is in. Dude, it's real painful. But uh, So how did you do in fantasy? How many, what your leagues, what your record is week one? I'm in three leagues. Oh, for three this week. I can't even, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I had Chris Godwin in just, in, in, in every league I had Chris Godwin. Oh, and Cam three. Cam in two of them. Yeah. Chris Godwin in all three. Cam makers in two of them. I mean, it was, there, there was, it was hard to wake up this morning it was hard <laughs> I'm, getting out of bed it was hard dude Owen three Owen three bro mm-hmm. what's going on man dude I, i'm doing i mean i can't brag or come, like say anything too much i'm in four leagues i'm going two and two uh i'm winning in my work league which they told me like oh we got a few beginners and everything's so go easy no problem my starting three uh players i drafted was christian mccaffrey joe mixon saquon barkley yes i have barkley in my flex solid <laughs> most unfair flex ever getting me 33 points uh i i got you beat uh tonight even though we still have a few players going on right now and then in my 14 team league i am i got destroyed I law I'm going to lose let's see it looks like I'm going to lose 150 to 113 because of nice lovely injuries and then in the last league I don't even want to talk about it because I went up against Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown oh and also his one flex was AJ Dillon AJ Dillon man I mean that's annoying to me because it I, so I'm in a league you know I, I got I got Aaron Jones, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, but we were all thinking, we, we got a guy who should catch passes because Aaron Rodgers is going to need that safety net. You know, that's what I was thinking. I'm backing up. I had Aaron Jones CMC in that league. I was like, what could go wrong, man? And Aaron Jones, I mean, while he did, he was efficient with his touches. I mean, it's got to go up. They can't let A.J. Dillon just do everything because that obviously didn't work. Um, beyond that, I will say that I was, I didn't want to take Travis Kelsey in three leagues. I'm stupid for that. I should have taken him <laughs> in all three leagues, just like I wanted to. I would have had Travis Kelsey, not CD. And then I probably could have made our matchup a little interesting had I made some other changes. But that being said, I mean, Travis Kelsey is still going to be the GOAT. He's up there for fantasy MVP of the week, by the way. 26 points from the tight end position. Anybody who was taking Mark Andrews over him, incorrect. I mean, just want to say that. He... Travis Kelsey and like honestly just the Chiefs the Chiefs in general really came out here week one to just yell Tyreek who like who like they 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 didn't need it it was nuts he threw Patrick Mahomes threw for five touchdowns and a quick early one to Travis Kelsey like Kelsey started off the ground running it looked like it was they look they could do that with their eyes closed it's so crazy and the fact the matter that 
Patrick Mahomes didn't get pressured. Not, not, I didn't say, yeah, I didn't say sack. Good. I didn't say sack or anything. Didn't get a pressure. That's and nuts. I don't know, and you got to understand, that D-line over there for the Cardinals is no joke. So I don't know what happened. I've been saying Chiefs regress to the third spot. You know, I've been saying Broncos over them, Chargers over them. You know, and I still am unfazed by it. I, I think the Broncos are going to get it together, be a much better team. Uh, as Melvin Gordon falls at the one yard line to not complete my parlay. Damn want, it, Melvin! I want you to know uh, if they're going for a fourth, uh, fourth and one here, and if Javante's in, like if he scores, I'm getting up. I'm, I need either one of them. I, I got both of them. I, need I think both Melvin's of them to in. Score. I think Melvin's in. Yep. What the, oh, you're ahead of me. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, no. So fantasy teams, man. This week, like I said. I'm just riding with the Broncos, and that's hopefully how I uh, encourage myself to wake up tomorrow. What a nice Broncos dub, and hopefully my parlay hits. To my uh, run it with Melvin, run it with Melvin. They did, and does he get it? I mean, they're saying I, I think that fumbles ground caused after it. So we're, we're I, I have to see how this goes. So I'm definitely a little bit uh, ahead of you to all of uh, to all my audio listeners uh, for the podcast that aren't going to be able to see my face. Literally, the, the stream turned around while you're talking because again, I'm ahead of you, and I just turned. My jaw was just wide open. I was like, oh boy, I'm like, you're not going to be happy about this, bro. Oh, they 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 did stuff him, and did they strip him? Um, no, he's down. I, I think that's ground call. I don't know. I guess it's being reviewed. You're ahead of me. If, You'll tell me. You put on anyway. put in Javante. Come on. Oh, that's just painful. <laughs> I, I don't even want to. I've got nothing here. Player <laughs> news. Let's let's talk about some players, man. So I, I know probably the most important thing is Dak is done for two months, roughly. Six to eight um, weeks right now. Yeah, it's probably going to be close to two months, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And the question is, right, I mean, they got Cooper Rush, the backup. They're saying Jimmy G could get traded for. I, I do think, by the way, if you're the Cowboys, right, like you got to put a product out there that's watchable. And I mean, I don't know. We've seen Cooper Rush come in and out a couple times, and I don't think anybody's excited for that. So, but at the same time, if you think you could get Dak back, you're not gonna you're not gonna trade for Jimmy G, right? And start him later. He's just gonna be an expensive backup instead of being in the 49ers. He's gonna be there for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you're the 49ers too. You're not exactly thrilled with what Trey Lance just gave you. So I'm skeptical on what could happen there. And as a CD Lamb owner, I'm scared. So I'm going to give Trey Lance a pass, like a little bit. Like he definitely needs to play better. You're a professional for that. But that weather was insane. Like, absolutely mm -hmm. insane. And like Justin Fields, yeah, like he, did, he didn't play bad and everything. But, like, I, any bad play in that game, I'm going to give a pass, you know? And everything, a lot, of, it's week one. Like, even if there's, like, decent weather, you know, everyone's still, you're feeling everything out and everything. But when it comes to the Cowboys, what do you think should the Cowboys go to try to trade for a quarterback? 
Do they go for Jimmy if it G? Was any other team, right? In any other division, I mean, it, you're you're probably saying no, but being it's the Cowboys and being it's a division that very competitive, but competitive because it's like low level competition. Like all three of these, all four of these teams are kind of like plus matchups for the opponent. So that being said, I think you want to still compete for this division. And I think you just give them a couple of draft picks and you go for it. And if you're Mike McCarthy, I think that's the most important part because McCarthy knows this is his last year. And should he fumble the bag here? I mean, he's done. He's yeah. gotta be done. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think this is I think he is very much in the hot seat. And I definitely in years past when it comes to the NFC East, I would say no, don't trade for a quarterback. The NFC East really has been nothing besides the Cowboys the past few years. Um, but the fact that week one, we saw every single team in the NFC East won except for the Cowboys. The Cowboys had one of the toughest matchups, definitely, but Carson Wentz looked again, it was against the Jags, but he looked very good. And Daniel Jones didn't look good, but Saquon Barkley looked like Saquon Barkley, like college Barkley, the one that everyone was scared about coming in to the league, you know? The I'll give par- that time for sure. They definitely shouldn't have beat those Titans, though. No. But the Titans also played very poorly. I mean, that's got to be the worst division in football, right? The AFC South. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that division is atrocious right now. You got Jacksonville, you got the Colts, and the, the Texans tying. Right. And then, you know, the Titans, who I thought should win, but the Colts were the favorites. But it's like, it's a bad division. It's just it's real. It is a bad division. And like the fact of that, like you said, that Colts in um, Texas game, which is absolutely nuts. But dude, it's just so crazy to me. The thing about the Titans played not that great, obviously. And you have Derrick Henry, who was supposed to be the king, who looked like he was taking a few steps back. You know, they rushed him a ton, but he just couldn't get any momentum going. Um, like, it's 88% of third down plays the backup was in, not Derrick Henry. And I know Derrick Henry, he's not really the biggest screen guy, but they've thrown it to him. They've done it, and he is a train. Like, it's crazy to think he's the king, and you don't have him out there. And I think that's a big part of the reason why the Giants end up winning because they let Barkley be Barkley. Yeah, I, I expect a lot of these week one uh, miracles that happen across the board to just be real fluky. Uh, we see it. Uh, teams kind of do treat week one like the preseason because they don't play their stars in the preseason. So even a lot of those games were really slow in that first half. And then you saw the second half and it was just exploding with just people in the red zone, teams like getting big play, like the offenses start are getting better mm-hmm. that second half so i think we're gonna see better offensive play like we said a couple of places we're gonna see that you're gonna see derrick henry they maybe want to ease him in a little bit you know because he didn't play the preseason fine he's gonna be a bell cow i don't know you know what it is with the giants i mean they they ran saquon barkley a ton and as they should but again week one Durability was the issue with Saquon. And while I was a Saquon Barkley, you know, critic, I should be eating my words. I do think that I'm going to be in a position, you know, comes week three, four, where Saquon's going to be dealing with an injury and it's going to be same old Saquon. I'm really hoping not. You know, obviously for that, obviously we don't hope for anyone to get hurt or anything. 
but just seeing him play how he did was so exciting you know what i mean it brought that energy mm -hmm. into that game because that game realistically which it was a going by super quick because they have derrick henry and saquon just running the entire time um uh, but that just brought energy to that game you know what i mean i think without saquon being that game the game was awful you know what i mean going back to our original point right if we are the cowboys owners you know we gotta sit here and say Okay, we're we're last in the division. It's only week one. We get that. But we're coming out here with Cooper Rush. Mm -hmm. Eagles, you know, while they won, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that one. Like I said, I mean, week one's weird. So Eagles are supposed to be good. Giants ended up being better with Saquon, obviously. And like we said, Carson Wentz still could ball. So I do think you go, you make the trade. I hope for my shares of CD Lamb's sake that they go and do that. But, you know, that that's kind of really all I have to say on this whole Dak thing. I'm holding him if I own Dak. You know, you like your team, right? You have Dak and you got Tua. Mm -hmm. So you're already holding two quarterbacks. Play Tua and wait for Dak. That's what I would think. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty safe advice. I think you can definitely keep him on. It's he's still like it's just Dak. Like he's always consistent, so it's kind of tough to even try to get rid of him. But I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, I, I think oh, we got. I'm so happy right now, by the way, as being a, a a guy who drafted DK Metcalf as my number one wide receiver in a couple leagues. I'm very pleased to see what Gino's doing. He is targeting DK, and DK is just a man. I mean, he is in the middle of that field. He is a man. Six six targets, six receptions. It's only 35 yards. I get that, but the targets. I love seeing it. Another target to DK. He fumbled. <laughs> ah! I was waiting, bro. <laughs> I saw it, man. It's super frustrating because I agree with everything you're saying, and I have DK over 39 and a half receiving yards. It's this is literally painful to watch, bro. I may not, yeah, I may not win a parlay. Bro, I don't know. I may not win a parlay. Um, this is so wild, man. Next, pretty uh, next player <sighs> news before we get to like the last little bit of the uh, episode with the wafer picks. Uh, I think we got another like two players. We got uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, we got to resurface his injury and he's going to be out. There's no time frame yet, but they're saying potentially multiple weeks with his hamstring injury and Keenan Allen, same thing Two stud yep. receivers. And uh, Keenan Allen was even more disappointing because Keenan Allen was dominating in the first quarter, 66 yards in the first quarter. Hey, Chris Godwin got off to a very good start, too. I mean, he, he took the one screen to start the game. He was looking real good. I mean, and the play he got hurt, he was making really solid. I don't know exactly how he tweaked it. Again, that being said, it's his first game in a while. I mean, they probably should have started him a little slower, but it looked like he was just a full go. So in the first quarter, he already gave me like seven points in fantasy. Mm -hmm. I was really happy because I had the Chris Godwin Tom Brady stack in one league and I lost it by like maybe like 15 points. I lost that Tom Brady didn't wow anybody either. But like I said, I mean, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady touchdown that could have covered that little 15 points and maybe I came away with one win. So that being said, I was upset about the Chris Godwin thing being an owner of him in three leagues um, and Keenan Allen. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any shares of him, but it's just one of those things of like the chargers. I don't, I would expect they just have wide receiver depth for some reason. So mm -hmm. 
when I would say as a result of this, obviously, you know, Keenan Allen is a huge hole to fill, but it looks like they were filling with multiple receivers. So I don't even have advice on that one with Keenan mm-hmm. Allen. Yeah. And I, the thing is really frustrating about Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin too, as well, uh, as well is just that they're both like really good. Like they're besides them just being good receivers, like you just want them to do well. Those those type of players, you know what I mean? They they literally they go in, they go, they play the game, they work, they go home. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's even more frustrating to see them, because especially because with uh, Godwin, Keenan Allen's always been injury prone. So and you know how good he is on the field. So you always want to see him on the field. The same thing with Godwin. Like Godwin is a, one of Tom Brady's favorite targets. So you always want to see those players on the field because it brings that energy. So, but. Going into, we just go straight into it. What you mentioned right there about the Chargers just having, you know, just receiver depth and everything like here with a lot of injuries that we got going on. Another one I'll just mention here too. We have Eli Mitchell who got hurt too as well. So waiver wires are going to be hitting hard this week. So what are some pickups that you, that you think are must adds? So my thing is with Eli Mitchell, I think, I mean, we know it's Jeff Wilson, right? And we know he's going to have fantasy success. That That's just how mm-hmm. the 49ers backfield works. That being said, I know we played, we had some time with Jeff Wilson last year. You know, it didn't go to where we thought it would. However, I do anticipate he's going to be better this year. So I am going to pick up Jeff Wilson. That would be the main guy I go for. But... Beyond that, at the running back position, I'm personally, like I said, a Najee Harris old owner. So the guy behind him is Jalen Warren. Yes, sir. We've seen it when he went down. So I am probably going to have to prioritize him on my Najee Harris team just to make sure I have a security blanket. I definitely would agree with uh, both of those, especially when it comes to the Steelers running back. Um, he was the only one that was out there the entire time. Once he went out in the locker room, they didn't even think about putting in any of other running back. So I think he's going to be a huge addition that you need to have on the have on, especially if you're a Najee Harris owner or even not. I think he's going to be a good player for you to stack, and then people probably are going to try to want him if Najee Harris is going to be out for a long period of time. They're saying Najee's injury isn't that bad, so they're saying he's c- could play. But, you know, as as somebody who's not a Najee Harris owner, right, I would be prioritizing. I need to play someone's Jeff Wilson. But, you know, it's – I don't think Jalen Warren, like, will have value to anybody who's – like, you could hold him as a handcuff, right? But I think – I do think Najee's going to play. But just – for that sake of I'm going to be in game time, I got to have a plug and play ready to go. You know, as a hair owner, you wouldn't need him. I'm not really reaching on Jalen Warren right now, but I don't mind taking him if, like, like, like I said, I'm taking Jeff Wilson over him. And then as a hair owner, I would take Warren. But I do think people are going to take him anyway, because why not steal your opponent's handcuffs? Yeah, exactly. Because the, the, all that's going to do is going to make people, if they really are that much in a bind, they're going to reach out and try to grab them. And, you know, to talk to you to try to be like, hey, what do you want for this player? I need them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, you know, I love trade baiting people with their handcuffs. That's that's absolutely. something I love to do. 
However, you know, our league, people are a little uh, a little more uh, hard-headed in, in some areas. Oh, for sure. It's definitely tough to get a, a trade done in our league, to say the least. So, some players that I also have that I think are going to be must additions after week one is, especially if you're DAC owners and you don't have another quarterback and everything, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a solid pickup this year. Granted, it was against Jacksonville. He put up twenty, almost 30 points, 27 points. And I think he is going to be a little bit, I think he's not, maybe not putting up 27 points, but I can see that 22 to 25 point range a game this, this year with Carson Wentz. That offensive line's pretty decent. Curtis Samuel, he had a fumble, but he seems to be one of his favorite targets. And that's another player I would like think that you should go pick up, especially if you're Keenan Allen or those Godwin owners for your flex spot. He came in at 19 points at fantasy with full point PPR, which is just real solid. And a lot of those players are both available. So you can almost try to go for the stack real quick if you have enough players to drop for that. And then... The last little... You're just not going to tell me Javante Williams fumbled into the end zone, by the way. You're just not going to tell me that happened. I didn't see or that. Did dude, I, was, I did not see that. Dude, not to cut you off. Javante literally fumbled into the end zone. They were on the one yard line. This is insane, bro. Let's ride. Play it. Play the Broncos. Bronco Let's ride. Bronco, we not riding Bronco, right Bronco, now, Bronco, 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 Bronco's country. Let's ride. <laughs> Holy shit. Bro. Yo, he literally butt fumbled, by the way. He he pulled the Mark Sanchez. It was a straight up butt fumble, bro. Bronco's country. Let's ride. <laughs> bro. Back to what I'm not hitting a parlay. Saying, bro. I'm, I'm not hitting a parlay, bro. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I don't even want to look at it. Um, Bro, I like doing this live during the Monday night. It's going to be clunky, but I think we just continue this going. I'm kind of chilling with it. I really am. Uh, so other last little pickups that I think you should go for with the injury to Keenan Allen. I'm not. So everyone who is a, has a Mike Williams, you know, spot, got him on your team. I'm one of them. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah, he had four targets. Super frustrating. It's week one. Keenan Allen's going to be gone. He still was on the field for 88% of the offensive plays. He's going to be out there for a while. And he's going to be out there a lot, especially with Keenan Allen being down for the entire for the entire game, not just the first quarter. But still, Herbert loves to throw the ball around. So I think that you definitely need to go and grab DeAndre Carter from the Chargers offense. And then also for tight ends, a lot of tight ends did not do well this week, except for realistically, Kelsey, even Waller only had 11 points. Kittle was, was a shocking out and didn't play. Who knows how long that groin is going to give him some issues. So I think that Gerald Everett from the Chargers is going to be, is going to be a big part of that Charger offense. I tend to agree with you with a lot of that. I personally, for my wide receiver ads, I know you mentioned Curtis Samuel. We don't, not every team is going to have Jahan Dotson open. I know there's some people who sniped him early in the draft and things, but I do think there's a lot of leagues that are going to have Jahan Dotson open. And he caught two touchdowns that day. Um, like you were mentioning Carson Wentz. So we don't know who the exact guy is going to be, but I would also take a look at Jahan Dotson. I would probably take a look at him over Curtis Samuel, even though I know Curtis Samuel outscored him. I just thought Jahan Dotson, you know, was more prolific. I don't know. It's it's probably a crapshoot, to be completely honest. 
Um, for QB, I know we're watching the game right now, but Gino ain't looking bad, which it's pretty crazy to see it. So that being said, I think I would still, if I was really in a pinch, I might look Mariota's way. Um, really in a pinch, and I, I think he's got some rushing baseline that could help. You know, let's. It's ugly. I'm not happy about it. Um, and then at the wide receiver position, I know we had Sterling Shepard. We were talking about the Giants, too. He just always seems to pop up for, like, fantasy teams. And he's just kind of a guy who I would say is just good to have around on a bench spot in case you're just in a pinch and need a guy. He might be on your waiver wire if you need a pinch, like... In the middle of the week, I don't think anyone's rushing to pick up Sterling Shepard, but he's someone I would look to possibly in deeper leagues. And then the other guy that I'm really looking at, uh, as an Amari Cooper owner, this shit pisses me off. But Donovan <laughs> Peoples-Jones with 11 targets? I mean, I guess Jacoby B. Brisket just, I mean, he did the same thing with Jalen Waddle, right? He just yes. kind of hyper-targeted him out of, you know, out of the middle of the field type thing. So Peoples-Jones just seems to be like a guy who, again, 11 targets, it's hard to really neglect that. It wasn't for a tremendous amount of yards, but I mean, if you 10 catches for 10, to beat full point PPR, I think that's like a must-add. Dude, Real sorry. I know this is going to add to the clunkiness, but uh, what you're saying, look, Gino isn't looking that bad. Gino threw just a dart to Tyler Lockett. You, you have live oh. evidence of Gino playing uh, pretty decently. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and then, same game, you're in a pinch for tight end. I don't know who the hell this dude Andrew Beck is, but <laughs> the Broncos came out and said, all right, it's the Andrew Beck show. Let me give him three targets and four plays. So that being said, I don't know who the hell this dude is, but I ran with Mo Cox last week and that didn't work well either. So I might be looking <laughs> some Andrew Beck in my life. You know what I mean? Broncos, <laughs> let's run. <laughs> let's run. <laughs> I would love to see you go from an, one no-name tight end to another no-name tight end, honestly. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm not wasting a waiver pickup on it. However, waivers pass. I'm sitting here. I'm looking for the next option, and I'm like, am I running with Mocox again, or am I picking up some Andrew Beck? And Am I riding? I might be riding. That's all I know. That's all <laughs> I, I might be riding. As you honestly should at this point. I mean, what what more do you have to lose? Yeah, I mean, Mo Cox gave me four points. Andrew Beck already got seven, you know. They made it apparent that that guy's important. I don't know why, you know. So if I'm really in a pinch at tight end, like I said, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, man. Like, tight end is a cesspool. And that's why I said, you know, everyone was making fun of me in the draft. Man, I said, if I'm not getting a top tight end, I don't even want to touch these guys. Because, you know, you got Dalton Schultz. His value's iffy now. You know, that's a mid-round guy. Dawson Knox, we were sitting there saying, Dawson Knox should be good. Not really a feature in a, in a, in a blowout win. I mean, there's there's a lot of these guys. And I said, Moali Cox, I'm like, all right, well, Matt Ryan had to target Kyle Pitts, right? So he might like his tight end again. And it's just, I don't know. It, you had the game script. You had to come back. You mm -hmm. know, so there. I thought Mo Cox would have been good. I, I didn't get nothing out of him either. That being said, 
Might be the Andrew Beck show. I don't know. We still got another quarter of football. Um, <laughs> getting live film. Live film for the waiver wire. <laughs> you're, you're I'm sitting, studying the film. You're sitting there with glasses on. You got your, you know, your composite notebook taking notes. <laughs> but it's it's a bad landscape at tight end. I know a lot of people that are riding with Comet. A lot of people are riding with Irv Smith. You know, a lot of people are riding with these guys. And they did nothing for you. So, I mean, three targets? that That's more than Mo Alley Cox got? Shit. I don't know, man. I think uh, potentially you got, you know, this tight end we got here. Then I think uh, you definitely got Gerald Everett, who's going to be on the waiver wire you can pick up. And then a last little <laughs> bit of tight end. This is going to be the last waiver pick uh, that I'm still questionable on. But to think about if you're really tight for a tight end because how bad it was, you do have the Taysom Hill who's the quarterback tight end spot who got 16 points, just throw him in the tight end spot. Cause you know, he's going to at least rush the ball f- uh, five to six times. So that might be a sneaky play in there. He's going to be available in a lot of leagues. I mean, I, I do agree with that. I, we've ran this Taysom BS for so long now. I don't really, I, it's a better option. If, if it's available, it's a better option than a lot of shit out there. I ain't gonna lie. It is a better option than a lot of shit out there. So, kudos to you for sniping that and being like, all right, well, probably should consider it. I do think going forward, the Saints did do very good. Jameis had an electrifying post-game interview. Everything hurts. Um, Everything's pain. Everything pain. Everything's it's all pain. pain. It's all pain. Everything. Everything's pain. And he had the biggest smile on his face while he was saying it. It's all pain. Everything's pain. <laughs> I gotta say though, I'm eating like my. I, they're not even eating my words. It's eating the ADP's word on where Michael Thomas should be drafted. Man, I think yep. he's gonna have a great year. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Jameis and him got a connection, and I love that I have Jarvis in a league because I I think that's a flex option all day. I also think if Jarvis is out there on your waiver wire. Pick up Jarvis. How about that? There you go. We didn't even think about that one too. You know, there's a lot of guys that a lot of leagues, 10 man leagues. I mean, Jarvis is out there for sure. Oh yeah. And I think that's a great way to end this episode with talking about an old dolphin that you've hated for so long. When I said, you got to pick him up in a flex spot. And now that he's on, he's got your boy Jameis in there that you said you got to pick him up. But he had a phenomenal game. He's going to be most likely not taken. I think last time I looked, he's uh, available in only, I think, 58% of leagues. But still a decent amount. Jarvis definitely is going to be the number one option for you to pick up. Um, So that's going to be our waiver picks that we have going on here. And that's going to be the episode for, well, that's going to be the end of this episode, episode four. Make sure you come in and tune in. We're going to be live streaming the next episode on Wednesday. We're going to talk about the entire slate that we got going on for week two. Super excited. And then talk about end that with our Thursday night pick em contest. And we'll talk about our Thursday night parlay. Everyone, make sure you go f- follow the official Twitter of the podcast at E-A-F-N-E pod. And we're going to be tweeting out live tweeting during the games and everything. And also with our bets, make sure you follow that. Make sure you come and tune in, watch this live before. But if you don't, all of our audio listeners, we thank you for all the love and support and we'll see you all on Wednesday.